Welcome to Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Sunday, November 15th, and this is episode 59, where we will be breaking down everything we saw today in NFL Week 10. Um, a crazy day, a lot of close games, a lot of heartbreakers. Um, and then we will also be jumping into some NBA off-season rumors at the end of this podcast. I am joined in person because we've had such a great weekend together. Um, the Pineapple Couch has been in person, gambling together, betting on games. It's been great. Um, but my good friends will be leaving me tomorrow, so we'll be back to Skype podcasts. But it has been a real treat. Gentlemen, um, Big Dog, Josh, how you boys doing? Well, five and one. We had a, had a fun day today. I had a real fun day today. That that is good. Yeah, five and one day for you, big dog. We'll get into how we did in best bets when we give out our Monday night football picks. But quite a day from our leader. Uh and this is what we've come to expect from Mr. Dog, Mr. Big Dog. He is our NFL sharp this season on the can- uh, the pineapple couch. Josh, how are you doing, my friend? All right. It was um it's been a weird day for picks. I, I did about I was what four and five on the day, so about average, mm-hmm. not great, not terrible. I'm now under five hundred on the season, though, so that's disappointing. Tough, but um, still an excellent day of football, I would say. Absolutely. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna actually start with a a thing we're gonna try and do every week. We've been doing. We'll have our player of the day, the team of the day, top five power rankings, check in on the MVP race, and then we'll each give a hot take before we jump in to this today's games that happened um so i will start on our player of the day my player of the day um is on the new england patriots who obviously just had a big win against the ravens we'll get to that but that would be rex burkhead two receiving touchdowns um just bet him every week to score a touchdown the dude's a machine he's really underrated he's he can catch obviously in the passing game with his two receiving touchdowns tonight but he's also a bruiser on the goal line and he is a perfect example of why you should not be overpaying for running backs drafting him super high because with like a guy like rex burkhead who they're probably not even paying that much might have been undrafted great um production they're getting out of him so you want to start looking into those player props of rex burkhead to score a touchdown each week so shout out to rex burkhead my player of the day uh mr dog my player of the day He's actually a defensive player of the day today. Ooh. Cornerback Jalen Ramsey. He shut down DK Metcalf all day. And that's a huge, huge reason why the Rams won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have his line, by the way? DK Metcalf. He was two catches for 28 yards the whole game. And, and that was pretty much garbage time, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. That was, game was pretty much all garbage time, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, Josh, who do you have for your player of the day? Yeah, I had Jalen Ramsey on my list, too, but I'll go with uh, the... Um, can I go with the duo? Because I feel like this is this in this case works. Because yeah, I'm gonna go, go with it. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Mm. Because holy fucking shit, uh, I have their stat line down right here. But obviously, Kyler Murray, huge game. I said on the pod last week, if they managed to win this game, he would be right the front runner for MVP, and I expect that to happen as the odds come in for this week. Because Pat Mahomes didn't play, he's probably gonna fall naturally just because of the recency bias. Um, but I imagine Kyler Murray to be the number one favorite. But here I have his stats. 217 team rushing yards and against the Bills. They gashed them. Uh, Bills aren't don't have a great defense, but it's whatever. Um, one touchdown in the air, 245 passing yards, one interception, 11 rushes for 61 yards, and a touchdown. Or I think it was two touchdowns, actually, on the ground. And then uh, Hopkins, 
Seven catches, 127 yards, one touchdown. And that was, of course, the final play of the game, the 43-yard Hail Mary. That was actually insane. Kyle yeah. Murray, completely off balance, just chucks it in the air, hoped DeAndre Hopkins was in the vicinity, and he caught it over three people. Just yeah. insane. And we'll get to that when we talk about the Cardinals uh, when we get into our games. But great pick, Josh. Gentlemen, now let's go into our team of the day. My team of the day, I was thinking about this. And so this season, for the most part, there's been just so much up and down, right? The Bucks week to week, Andrew. Who the, who the fuck knows what's going to happen? The Saints look good, but Drew Brees gets hurt. We'll get to that. You talk about um, teams in the, like the Ravens. You have no idea what's going on there. The Titans, you have no idea what's going on. Well, today a team went to 9-0. and They beat the crap out of a bad team. It, I mean, not a terrible team, but they beat the Bengals. And they're 9-0. and They don't really falter. Ben Roethlisberger with four passing touchdowns. They have a great defense. Mika Fitzpatrick is... Like, he just has, like, a magnet to be around the ball in big plays. And then just typical of Pittsburgh, an unbelievable wide receiving core where you have Claypool, Claypool, who's essentially replaced, like, the role of Antonio Brown, I guess, and then which has allowed Juju to get his production back to what it was about two seasons ago. Uh, Big Doug, what you got for uh, team of the day? Sticking to the same theme. The Rams... Are they look at that? They're ahead of the Seahawks, right on the screen there, mm-hmm. in first place now. I love what the Rams did today. Actually, the Cardinals are in first place. Yeah, I was gonna say that they're tied yeah. because of some. Well, second, but place. they're ahead. They're in the playoffs. Yeah. They're in the playoffs. I agree. The Rams. That's funny that Andrew's saying the Rams. He's uh, you the know, biggest just, disbeliever. But he bet. But at week ten today, okay. I have to give a little credit to. All right, all right. All right. Hey, good for you. Jared Goff looked great, sort of. He was okay. Then that's great for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Josh, who do you guys your team of the day? Uh, I'm gonna go with the um, actual leaders in the NFC West with the uh, the Cardinals. I think this this win was huge. Did the Ram? Wait, really quick. Did the Rams Cardinals play? Uh. I think Ooh. the Cardinals won. Is that like a week one or two game? Well, let me check. I'll it check happened. the schedule. But I, I kind of would think assume they didn't that's how it. they have the, uh, or it might just be divisional, divisional record. record. I think. Yeah, um, it might not be head to head. Yeah, let me check the schedule real quick. Mm-hmm. But uh, just to talk about how good, I already kind of mentioned how good the Cardinals were uh, today. They beat the Bills. The, well, I guess they were under the Bills were the underdogs, but it still was like, lucky win. All right, fair enough. Um, but it was still a, a big, big win considering how much hype the Bills were on coming in from this week. I think most of it coming from this podcast, actually, if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken. Uh, not ill-founded either. I mean, they for sure Watch are, your mouth when you're talking about the state. Yeah, they they also, took the name to cover, they, baby. Great teams cover. Buffalo Bills. Cardinals have not played the Rams at all. They play them uh, December 6th, and then which I guess is, I don't know, week... 11, 12, 13, oh, and wow. then week 17, final game of the season, which could actually... Those are going to be huge games. That would be probably decide the division, I would guess, if, if it's still this close. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Cardinals. I think their their stock went up huge. I wasn't a huge believer uh, throughout the season, but they've really shown up, I feel like, the past couple weeks. Huge win against the Seahawks a couple weeks ago. Uh, lost Barely lost to the Dolphins. My, my Dolphins. Uh, the best team in the NFL. Wow! And, you uh, just how many teams do you get? Your, uh, your Redskins or your football team? Excuse <clears> me. <throat> lose today yeah, in a matchup against your rivals' team, and now they're your Dolphins. 
I believe Andrew was the one photoshopped on the Tua jersey. I do love Tua. You know I love Tua. No, I, I, I love Tua as well. I, um, I've just bought into the Dolphins Kool-Aid, and I'm a firm believer in this Dolphins team. We'll All right. that later. Okay, well, let's get into our top five power weekly power rankings. Um, No surprise, no changes for me in the top two spots. I have the Chiefs and the Steelers. Um, and then at three, I just have the Bucks. I think even though they had that weird loss against the Saints, um, I just really believe in the Bucks, and I obviously believe in Tom Brady. Good defense, great wide receiving core. Um, I have them at three. I have the Rams at four. I was wow. talking to a friend of the program, Stephen Young. Rams sneakily have one of the best defenses in the NFL when you look at the statistics. I mean, they really controlled the Seahawks today. Did not feel like that game was close. We'll get, I mean, just the combination of Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, having those two just elite, elite players on defense, it just, it, it's a game record. So I have the Rams at four. I know we don't fully believe in Jared Goff. I think I believe him in a little more than you guys do. But uh, good coach, good defense, and I just don't know what the fuck to think of Seattle right now. And then at five, I, I have the team. I have the Cardinals. I mean, it, for me, five was going to be the Cardinals or Bills. And that was obviously a shootout, crazy game. It could have gone either way. Um, so I'll give the advantage to the Cardinals there at number five in my power rankings this week. Uh, Big Doug. Same Chiefs, Steelers. That's probably not going to change the whole year. Three. I've got three new teams this week. Ooh. I'm putting the Saints at number three. I think their defense looked really good. I know it was the 49ers, but even when Drew Brees went out, I don't think the 49ers scored for like two and a half quarters. The offense wasn't rolling at all. They looked good. Then I'm going to go to the Buccaneers because they had a complete bounce back week and they had five for 600 total yards. They ended up almost scoring 50 points. And then my fifth team, Dolphins. I'm putting the Dolphins there. Wow. Because lovely. I love them. That is that I like that. Uh, they're certainly like what they've won. Five game win streak five right now. Win streak? Okay. Uh, Josh, let's go through your top five. Yeah. Um, same top two as you guys. Um, it's Chiefs, Steelers. I don't think the Chiefs will ever really be knocked out of that top spot, despite no matter how good the Steelers have been. Um, then I've also have the Bucks at three. It was really hard to go Saints Bucks between three and four, um, and I'm gonna give the advantage to the Bucks just because I still have more faith in them. And with Drew Brees out potentially, I think the Bucks are for sure the better team. Then, but honestly, Drew Brees wasn't that great either. You could argue, but I'm still I'm gonna stick to my guns. Bucks are the most complete team I think in the NFC still. Then you have the Saints at four. I have to. Uh, would give them that after they completely shut out the Bucks last week um, and had a still pretty dominating win today. And then I have the Cardinals at five the, uh, for all the reasons that I've talked about. I'm big on the Cardinals, getting my top five. Okay. Um, we're going to quickly go. We're going to give MVP picks because I think for the majority of the beginning of this season, it was really like Russell Wilson is going to win this MVP. And then I it kind of the last couple of weeks, they were still saying that even though I think we all know it's like Russell Wilson had not been playing as well, and maybe he's overcompensating for stuff they don't have, but he had not, he did not look like he did in the beginning of the season. So now I think we really do have an MVP race, but it's also the most like ESPN like fucking thing of all time in week three to be like Russell Wilson's the MVP and it's not even close. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? But um, 
I would right now. Um, I don't know. I think Russell Wilson is actually still the favorite. For me, this is like this is just like a no brainer. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football. His team's lost one game. I don't think they're going to lose again. And he's just going to keep stockpiling numbers. And by the end of the year, he'll have the best season, I think. And I know this isn't breaking news. It's just like, if I'm going to give out a pick, I'm looking for value. I mean, it's Mahomes. Mahomes, Mahomes should win MVP. I, I don't think it's like, like Big Ben looks good. Yeah, it's Mahomes. Big Doug? I'm putting Kyler Murray here because I think there's going to be recency bias, especially with the Hail Mary, because you're going to see it a hundred times. Kyler Murray. He's going to vault up this week. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if the Cardinals make the playoffs, the Cardinals had no expectations and never knew the Chiefs were going to at least go to the AFC Championship this year. If the Cardinals can overcome like a lot, especially the NFC West, I see him winning the MVP. Yeah, that would be crazy. Um, You did actually give that out earlier in the year, and um, I'm curious to see how much his odds will jump. This week, um, Josh, what you got? Yeah, um, here's a, the reason why I'm not going Pat Mahomes, even though I think he probably should win the MVP. I totally agree with you, but it, this reminds me a lot of like the years that Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady was like the top of the league and should be the perennial MVP every year, arguably. But it's just people get bored of it. I just feel like, even despite how good the Chiefs have been. It's just like it's a boring pick, and people just don't like voting for for Pat Mahomes, even though he is the best player. They want to vote for the best story, the best situation. Kyler Murray single-handedly leading his team to the playoffs is much more exciting to the voters, I imagine. Um, I would say Big Ben is going to win the MVP, though, if they get to 14 or 15 wins, or even if they they somehow go undefeated. I doubt it, but Big Ben's going to win the MVP. It's I, it's just historic at that point. Do you know where he's at right now? Oh, shout Is out he to like me. Top Doug. five, top ten. Remember I gave out Big Ben? Big Ben, Dark Horse. Look at that. Yeah, the other one was Carson Wentz. So. <laughs> I, had, I had Cam Newton. You, know. um, you had Cam Newton as your pick? This Cam was Newton like before the season. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Those are, those are good Dark Horse picks for sure. Um, but yeah, I think with all that being said, uh, for right now, because I still don't think Big Ben's played amazing, Still yet, uh, maybe he can get it together and get a good stretch the latter half of the season. Then maybe we can talk about that. But I think for now, it's Kyler Murray. Just it, absolutely recency bias, but I think he's he's number one in MVP. That's why the value on Mahomes with this Kyler Murray week is just going to be incredible because I think I really like Kyler Murray. I think he's amazing. But, Andrew, would you be stunned if the Cardinals just lost a weird game? I mean, not that stunned. But would you be stunned if the Chiefs lost a weird game? Well, I mean, of course, I'd be stunned. A little so okay, bit, that's yeah. just my thing. That's so. What my pick is Mahomes because I, I agree. Right now, Kyler Murray has the case. I think if it ended today, Kyler Murray's the MVP. But this is where you take this like you take this time of everyone going on Kyler Murray, and you're like, okay, remember Patrick Mahomes? He's really good. But again, I agree with the point of like. Um, they just like to kind of choose a new MVP every year, yeah. and it's like why Steve Nash got an MVP over Kobe, which was insane. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers two. has like two MVPs. Two fucking MVPs over Kobe. Right? Isn't that right? Steve Nash had two MVPs I think two, over yeah. Kobe. Two? Yeah, it's, and I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers is probably what the top in the top three quarterbacks of this 21st century, and he only finished with two MVPs. Is I don't know about ridiculous. that. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a top three. Mm. Well, he's it means not, Brady, it's Brady Manning. Manning. Yeah. Br- Mahomes. 
Mahomes, yeah. Well, Mahomes, I don't, I don't know if he's gotten there yet, but he's yeah, about he is. He's, he's the best football to. player I've ever seen, for sure. But I still think he needs a little bit more years on. I think Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers' big Ben is a debate. Okay. Not in talent, but in terms of production, like Big Ben just yeah, fucking slings it. One more Super Bowls. I mean, well, I mean, we and it's like all this being said, like we all know, Philip Rivers is the best of the 21st century. <laughs> um, all right, gentlemen, let's Not get to our hot takes. Um, I have two hot takes. Um, Lamar Jackson is definitely not a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, and he's probably not a top 15. He is simply not good at throwing a football. I said this last year, and now a year later, everyone's coming around to it and be like, oh my god, what? No, he's not. I mean, he's just not that good. Um, second hot take is that Antonio Brown is the best wide receiver on the Bucks by far, hmm. and he is going to uh, fucking explode as he gets more and more comfortable because you just I don't know. He's so he's. I forgot how good he was, and seeing him today, he's just dangerous. And I still think, despite Evans and Godwin, they had great production today. Antonio Brown, I think he's more in rhythm with Brady than those two are. Because I still think there's some timing mishaps with Evans and Brady. Um, big dog, hot take. Hot take. The Ravens are going to miss the playoffs in the AFC. Retweet. There are the Dolphins. Who are six and three? The Raiders who are six and three. The Browns are six and three. The Colts are leading their division. The Colts right are six and three. Titans and the Titans are six and three. Yeah, who do you like out of those? Colts. I mean, obviously not the Ravens, but Colts and, not even close. So you have to choose three, right? You have to choose three out of the. I six would choose three. the Colts, Dolphins, and Raiders right now. Not the Bills. Oh, the well, Bills, the Bills are, are going to lead. Are gonna Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. Is what he's assuming. <laughs> that my so my wild card, my three team wild card would be Dolphins, Raiders, Colts. Okay. So Titans, Browns, Ravens out. Yes. Yeah, like I think um, there's an argument to be made that the Ravens will finish third in their division. Because I the Browns. Well, God. one, they have the they same do. record, but two, they can keep up with the running game. I mean, they mm-hmm. have Kareem Hunt yeah. and Nick Chubb, so That's they can wait. play the same Don't exact say that, game. Motherfuckers. Oh, we'll get to him. Nick Chubb. You I still create, love you, Nick Chubb. You, Nick Chubb, you have created Don't ever do that again, though. an enemy. An enemy you don't want to have. We'll get to that in a second. Um, Josh, hot take. Hit me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hamper it on again one more time. Dolphins are going to win the AFC East. Um, I They are... A, Half a game back behind the Bills. Uh, they did, I believe, lose one game already in the series to the Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, I call that a quality loss, though, if that, that makes sense. They're on a five-game win streak, trending upwards. I think they're just peaking. Tua's going to keep getting better. I don't think it's probably smart to bet on a rookie quarterback to win a division his first year. but No, it's um, not. No, and for for those reasons Stanley. why I think it's a hot take and it's very unlikely. But um, Big Ben won a Super Bowl his first year, right? He did. Or but, Flacco. No, maybe. he didn't. Big Ben was in the Rivers Manning draft class in like 03 or 04. He won in like 05. Against it, was it his first Seahawks. year as a starter? Uh, was that it, I think? Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Look it up, Josh. Did Big Ben yeah. re- win as a rookie? I don't it think was, he did. It would have been that. Um, but I said that, that very confidently. I thought that was in 06. Which would uh, he did win in 06, the Steelers. I just don't. Maybe it was his first year. Wasn't he in the Rivers? He was in the Rivers Eli draft, though. You would know that question better than I did. I would. The 2004 NFL draft. Yep, great draft. Um, <laughs> Josh, do we have the, the fact check on that? 
No, I'm still. Uh, yeah, it was 2006. Um, That's he, not his rookie year then. Okay. Yeah, and he was drafted in 04. Yeah, but I think th- he might have been. Oh no, he won rookie of the year 2004. So yeah, bullshit. No, Phil so he wasn't won. even his first year as a starter. But I I know that Phil fact didn't even too. play, and he should have won. <laughs> I've I've heard that as well. That like Roethlisberger won like his first year or something like that. But that's clearly not true. Yep, and that's a fact. Um, so <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go to uh, Sunday night football. I just want to say, oh, so the Ravens win twenty-three to seventeen. I just have a, I have something to say about Sunday night football. How the fuck does Tony Dungy have that job? Like, what does he know? What dirt does this fucking okay? Everyone that's listening to the podcast dirt. right now, Tony Dungy. Think about Family Guy. Think about the old pervert who lives down the street. Same person. They look identical. It's unbelievable. Tony Dungy is the least charismatic person, I think, in the history of the world. You could put a rock there, and it would be better. This dude, how? Who in the world has ever found fucking Tony? Okay, another thing about Tony Dungy. One of the ugliest people of all (laughs) fucking time is the most boring motherfucker and they have him in the center on primetime Sunday night football at week year after year how how if one listeners if you like Tony Dungy I mean Jesus Christ tweet up Brian let him know yeah and I, then I, I'll just know that you're an like, I mean, what? Like, you're just a buffoon, a fucking moron? <laughs> Tony Dungy is, like, I'd literally rather watch, like, a refrigerator slowly cool cheese. Like, it's, Tony Dungy has the personality of a, like, a fucking floor mat that the dog shit on four times. He, but actually, no, there's no shit on it, because that's actually a little personality. He, oh my god, like, how? How is Tony, someone, how is Tony Dungy have that job? Has he ever been entertaining in his life? He was a terrible head coach, by the way, too. Let me just say that. He gets his, oh, yeah, he won the Super Bowl. Okay, he had Peyton Manning, and he beat the Rex Grossman-led Bears. Fuck you, Tony Dungy, and then fuck the stupid song in the beginning. You're just ruining my Sunday nights. What about Rodney Harrison? Anything for him? Rodney Harrison. Why the fuck is he on that show? The motherfucker, the biggest rat of all fucking time. He acts like he's Mr. San Diego. I love the Chargers. And then he went and played for the Death Star, the fucking Patriots. Hey, Rodney Harrison. (laughs) Motherfucker. God, Tony Dungy probably sucks. Fuck. I hate them. And that song's terrible. And they should fire Carrie Underwood. And the Ravens beat the or the Ravens lost to the Patriots 23 to 17. Lamar Jackson cannot pass a football. Are the Patriots alive? Andrew, Josh, sorry about that. I just had to get that off my chest. Fuck you, Tony Dungy. Patriots are dead. They still they won tonight. Patriots aren't coming back. There's too many teams, six and three. And there's Who hired? Two... To- how, how much do you think they pay Tony Dungy? <laughs> uh, He's a Hall of Famer, too. So. Probably Which a is a joke. It's a, it's a lot. It's I a should lot. be an NFL Hall of Famer if Tony Dungy is an NFL Hall of Famer. Well, it's like the... He's got a ring, Brian. He's got Remember, more than Phil, so... Mitchell Trubisky's a pro bowler. <laughs> Tony so. Dungy has more rings than Philip Rivers, Josh. <laughs> so... Oh, Brian's seething. Maybe right he could sell his ring to Philip Rivers on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Little black market stuff. Yeah, well, Colts, Colts action, maybe. Fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> Sorry, fuck Tony. You. you just took Tony Dungy. What the fuck? How the fuck you sit on my couch? 
made some nice salmon tonight, and you bring up how Tony Dunge. Josh. He just has a ring. It's a fact. Josh, Facts only. Josh, do you have anything to add? Or what? Do you think the Ravens have a, a chance? Ravens or the Patriots? Uh, Ravens, though. Like, are you are you hitting the panic win? button? <sighs> Fuck yourself, Andrew. I can't um, believe you just said that about Phil. I'm hitting the panic button <laughs> be as a title contender for sure. Like that's I I think that's out of the question for for sure now after this uh, this performance. Because you need a quarterback generally to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Andrew, is uh, Lamar a top 10 quarterback? No. Top 15? I would have to think. Would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson? I'd rather have Lamar Jackson still. I would as well. It's getting closer by the it day. It was 10 to 7. They beat the Texans 10 to it's 7. It's getting today. closer by there the day. There were 250 rushing yards or 220 rushing yards between. Getting closer by the day. Chubb, and it should have been 17 to 7, as we all know, as some people took the Browns. Okay, wait. Was that I, a push or was that a loss? It was a push. It was a push. He pushed. Mm-hmm. He bought, bought the half, half a point. point. Oh, smart guy. Yeah. I, and it was funny. <laughs> I made fun, fun of him. I made fun of him for buying half a point because I was like, oh, that half a point's going to oh, really give you God. security, huh? Dude, and it fucking, fucking did. Him. Credit to him. Okay. Let's get back on track here. Okay. Let's yeah. go into the game of the day. Cardinals, they stunned the Bills. They win 32 to 30. Uh, Josh Allen. Um, very reckless game, but that's what you get from the Stallion sometimes. There's the good, the bad, and the ugly. He's like an old Western movie. Um, <laughs> Insane pass to Stephon Diggs with, like, Andrew, was that 32 seconds left? Something like that. And was, at that I point, mean, awesome. you think the game is pretty much like the Bills have got it because then the Cardinals come out and their first two plays, I believe, that you don't see much going on. And then the, ga- the probably the play of the year happens. Kyler scrambling. He's the best running quarterback in the league. Um, so quick. Can throw. Yeah. It's crazy <laughs> how that works. Um, scrambling. Running around, finally gets it, releases what, like a 48-yarder? Uh, it was a 43. 40, Actually, wasn't as long as I thought it was. 43-yarder to Hopkins, a Hail Mary. Hopkins gets it out. He's quadruple-teamed. He's just the biggest dude, biggest hands, brings it down. The Cardinals stun the Bills in one of the best games of the year, even though the, it was a little sloppy. Um, you guys both are very high on the Dolphins. And I get it. I like. I think the Dolphins are. You know, good. I love the Cardinals too. But continue. What? I love the Cardinals too. No, oh, I know. I'm just saying. I'm talking about the Bills for a second. Oh. With the Bills, <clears throat> this is a flip a coin game. Like, yes, they did lose, so we're going to hold them accountable. That, but they were in this game very much. You got you, Andrew. Are you? The Bills are going to make the playoffs. Oh yeah, Bills probably they're the third best team in the AFC. Okay, and say. so this is the type of game where you're just kind of like, oh, okay. That fucking happened. We'll deal with it. They they showed up. They bounced. I mean, they back. lost on a hail mary. And the Cardinals, we like the Cardinals, and people are like Kyler as MVP right now. Mm-hmm. So to you, Josh, how far can the Cardinals go in the NFC? That's a good question. Um, so here's the thing: is I think the Cardinals match up surprisingly well against these top NFC teams where I think they can put on points on anybody because Kyler Murray is such a freak, honestly. You can't really plan for him. You can't really contain him as far as we've seen. And he has the arm to throw it away uh, from any kind of pressure. So I think the NFC-wise, I like their odds. However, it still seems like a year too early at the very least to see them as like any real title contender. I imagine they'll get throttled by some veteran team of some kind that's just been around. Even the Rams, I imagine, could probably throttle them if they met them in the playoffs. Um, but that being said, I think they still have a 
a solid shot. And as soon as they figure out a little bit more of their identity and what they are, because they can't rely on Kyler Murray week in, week out. I mean, we saw what happened with Russell West, or not, <laughs> Russell, Russell <Westbrook>. Wilson. <laughs> and uh, I think it's safe to say that maybe he broke his back trying to carry the Seahawks. And so we don't want to see what happens with Kyler Murray in a similar situation. Yeah, it's a good point. Andrew, same question to you. Uh, Cardinals, a- NFC playoffs. I see them losing in the wild card round. I see them making it, and that's a great thing. And they'll, I think they'll just lose because of inexperience, mm-hmm. mainly. Okay. I'm kind of on the same page with you guys. Let's go to our next game. The Rams, um, they beat the Seahawks 23-16. to They just really felt in control the whole game. Like I mentioned earlier, the combination of uh, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Andrew, you are talking about Jalen Ramsey as your player of the day. The way he locked down DK Metcalf, obviously Aaron Donald. Um, I believe he's tied with uh, Miles Garrett for the league in, leading sacks, or maybe he's second now. I'll check that. Um, but my question mainly about this game, because Andrew and I were actually both on the Rams. I think the I'm back on the Rams are good. Russell Wilson, Andrew, is everything okay? We've seen some very uncharacteristic Russ picks. And I am a Russell Wilson fan. I, I think it it is going to be fine. But I know you're a big, like, this is kind of weird. Like, that picky through cross body when he could have rushed for the first down. Yeah, he could have got a touchdown, yeah, that was, that was basically. Bad. What is your take on this? Like, what's going on? Because this is I just one like game. I feel like he's just overthinking it sometimes. And he's just trying to overdo everything. And then, you know, he makes a lot of mistakes, which is weird because he's been doing it the past three weeks. But I guess when you don't have Chris Carson and a historically bad defense, you just try to do too much. I, I wouldn't worry about this too much because again teams go through a couple weeks of funk and they'll be back maybe it's only week 10 mm-hmm. okay um josh what's your take on this russ yeah i mean cooking too much some would say i honestly yeah i i think that's really it i think he's he was he's trying to do too much every week and sometimes it is enough because, no chris carson yeah maybe. yeah it's russell wilson and i i hope it's just yeah just no running game they have no chris carson no carlos hyde either um jamal adams had a fucking game by the way i don't know if we we didn't really talk about that but two sacks and a forced fumble um so that's maybe a positive sign of what's to come, maybe. Maybe Jamal Adams can single-handedly be the Russell Wilson for that Seahawks defense. Yeah, and usually 23 points would be a great defensive week for the Seahawks. Yeah. I, and I so. honestly, they didn't play terrible, or maybe Meet the Rams. Jared Goff. Offense. Because <laughs> the Rams' rushing game was effective, it but was. not very productive at the same time. They didn't really get a lot of yards on the ground. Um, they got conversions when they needed to. But that was really the thing is they, they were pushing the line every time. But without uh, Andrew Whitworth, he might be done for the season also. that's And uh, I know you asked me about the Seahawks, but just to flip this on the Rams, without Andrew Whitworth, and I think they lost their right tackle as well. Uh, I don't know if that was as serious as the Whitworth injury. Who needed to be? Whitworth, is that's huge. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a big injury. So we'll see. For that we'll line. see how they can bounce back from that. But I do have high hopes for the Rams but, going forward. To, to go back on the Seahawks, yeah, I think this is just a case of, yeah, it's it's a bad game, bad week for Russ. It's going to happen. He's not perfect every week. He's not Pat Mahomes, we'll just say. Um, and uh, I, I still like their chances in the NFC West. I still think they, they're going to win the NFC West is my, my take also. 
Yeah. Okay. So let's go into our next game. The Browns beat Texans in a thriller. Actually, it was a snooze fest, ten to seven. I have a message for Nick Chubb. Terrible wind, by the way. Like fifty mile per hour wind, rain delay. Yeah. Weather was terrible. So Nick Chubb uh, could have ran for a touchdown, thus allowing the the Browns to not push but to cover. And he ran out of bounds at the two, the one yard line, the one, one. yard line. Was Half it, inch was it like line. an eighty yard run? It was yard? about at least. <laughs> Nick Chubb, fuck you, you. You stupid fucking prick. I hope you, dude, you're the stupidest fucker in the world. I bet you a third grader is smarter than you. Swallow a. Fuck you. You know, I own Nick Chubb in my fantasy. I kind of agree a little bit with most of those things you said it for the first time. I love Nick Chubb. 59 yards, by the way, that run. It felt like 89, though. It did, yeah, for sure. Fuck him. That for was sure. insane. That's just such... the. That is... Uh, Fuck you, Nick Chubb. I mean, it's just unbelievable that these stupid fucking NFL players think, and then they're like, oh, well, we don't care about fantasy or gambling. It's like, okay, well, if you're going to keep saying that, like, what if we all just said, fuck you, and we didn't watch and paid, and you were, you stupid fucking loser. what happens when you bet on the Browns to people. (laughs) God damn it. All right, let's go to the, um, the Bucks rolled the Panthers, uh, 46-23, um, I talked about this earlier. AB, I think, I mean, you saw great games from all three wide receivers. AB had seven receptions, 69 yards. I think that's just going to keep growing. And, I mean, he just looks fantastic. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, injury, getting an MRI on a knee. So, hope he's okay. We're big fans of Teddy here on the pod. Um, the Bucks. my note about this is that this team's unpredictable. I mean, I should mention the Ronald Jones 98-yard touchdown. That was great. Um, but, and, or I'll go to Josh first this time. Josh, what? What 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 are what do we make of the Bucks? Like, do we trust them? Like, it's just so night and day. Oh, we don't trust them at all. Um, but we respect the potential. I think uh, it's. I still think they have the potential to win the title this year. I think that's easy. Their defense is one of the best in the leagues, and they're. We saw how effective their offense can be uh, today, especially, and that's what we liked about them. Is their ground game is really fucking good. They have two. Two really good running backs. Uh, barely saw anything from Fournette today. And obviously three all-world receivers, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans still slightly hurt, it seems. But they take him out a lot, especially, because he just doesn't seem like he can you know, play every down. But Chris Godwin looked great today, too. He caught this insane like behind-the-back reception that he did like a last-second juke on him. I don't know how to explain that better, but it was just perfection and all Chris Godwin but then like you said I think Antonio Brown probably outclassed him in a way too on top of that uh but yeah I think their their ceiling is Super Bowl champions for sure but their floor is first round exit because if we could saw what happened last week what happens on a bad week for them so yeah it's it's a flip the coin what what team you see come up uh Mm -hmm. week in week out okay Andrew uh Saints or Bucks Week 10, I'm taking the Saints. Right now, I'm taking the Saints. Without Brees, potentially, also. Oh, I mean, I have to take Tom Brady, then. I'm not going to take Jameis Winston. <laughs> what about Taysom Hill? 
That's a good point. Okay, assuming, but assuming Breeze assuming is healthy, Breeze, I'm gonna you take, take Saints. I'm gonna take the Saints right now because they're. I know they've been hit and miss, but and uh, another point: six win, six game win streak now, and also still have not found the Mike Thomas connection completely. And you know that's probably gonna happen any week right. now too. On top of that, so I mean, to your point, defense looked really, really good. They did, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what about you? I take the Bucks, dude. I think the Bucks. I just like. I mean, I get this is sometimes where I fuck up like betting and stuff. I just I can't doubt Tom Brady. I just I I think they're gonna figure it out with the weapons. And then for me, I mean, maybe regular season the Saints win the division. And I just also you guys know I think the Saints are frauds in the postseason, and I don't think it works. And it's just. So I would take the Bucks. Kamara looked great today too. Yeah, by the way. to win the division, I don't know. I need to look at the schedule. I guess maybe the Saints are the better option. But to to like go farther in the playoffs, like who, which team is better? Do I think has a better chance to win the Super Bowl? I think it's the Bucks. Like very easily for me. Same page. I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Let's go to our next game, gentlemen. <clears throat> um. The Saints did beat the 49ers, and Drew Brees got. Heard on that rib injury. There, nothing to really talk about in that game. That was a really ugly game. 49ers are just, they have nothing. They have lost all their best players. And so, I mean, it sucks because the 49ers were incredibly fun to watch last year. But uh, Saints, they get the win there. Jameis playing in the second half. Um, nothing to go on about that, though. Let's go to the next game. Packers narrowly beat the Jaguars. Packers 24-20. to um, Josh, I think you mentioned this today. Just, I mean, James Robinson, the running back for the Jaguars, is just good. Yeah. 23 carries, 109 yards. Um, Undrafted, by the way. He really was the one. I guess uh, the backup quarterback or whatever for the Jags didn't do too bad, but I felt like James Robinson was the one really keeping them in this game. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you can only assume that what Gardner Minshew in this game could potentially do. Um, I mean, maybe this game even swings the Jags away. But, um, yeah, no, no, I Jags surprisingly I don't know I don't know which way to lean if the Jags are surprisingly feisty today or the Packers just laid a stinker again uh, I think I'm leaning the latter that the Packers just aren't as good as they should or could be but because um, considering the Jags are on the seven game losing streak I think mm-hmm. and have was it one or two games one two win wins? one win be, on the season yeah Colts Jesus Christ yeah um, Andrew do we trust the Packers no, the Packers are frauds, but I think it's like the, is the entire same shit as last year. Same thing as last year, but I think the entire NFC is kind of fraud. Like the Saints are frauds in a way, the Bucks are frauds in a way, the Rams are frauds, the Rams the are, frauds. are frauds, the, the Seahawks, Seahawks are frauds. frauds. So it's what it's just who gets the hot at the right wing. <laughs> bears are frauds. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, I just I it, the NFC picture is just so because I just kind of was. For a while, in the beginning, it was like, okay, well, or Wilson's on fire, the Seahawks. But as of what we've seen from their defense and just Not maybe enough. Chris Carson coming back, we'll change that. We'll see. Um, uh, this was a shitty game. Um, the Giants beat the Eagles to their one game out of uh, first place now, I think, in the NFC East. They beat them 27-17. to 17. Might be half a game because of the tie. Okay. Um, I have two notes about this game. The Eagles are just dog shit. They're so bad. I hate watching them, and I hate that they won the Super Bowl. It's just the biggest like, what the fuck? Like they shouldn't. They suck. They suck. 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 And, and another thing is bad O line. The Eagles obviously have. I think Wentz getting sacked most in the league. But does Wentz kind of suck? 
Like, this is, like, awful. I hate watching him. <laughs> like, Andrew, does I just he suck? see him scram. I mean, I think he sucks. Josh? I'm still, I'm still kind of. I think he him. sucks. I, I still, I still have a little bit of Wentz stock. I'm not, it's been I'm like not, a year and a half now. I still, but his O line is, and the Eagles in general have just been plagued with injuries. I don't think the receiving core is nearly as bad as it is as it looks. But it's just decision making though. Sometimes, yeah, like, what true. the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I mean, you're paying guys. So you still like the from. Eagles to win? Who no, did? that's funny. That was my next note. Who wins yeah. the NFC? The Giants. East? I think the Giants. Giants. The Giants are trending upwards. They've looked. Their offense, at least, has looked pretty good for the past three weeks. Uh, I don't know if the Clappers found something with Danny Jones, but yeah, it kind of all started with that uh, when they held close Buccaneers. to the Bucks on yeah. the Monday Night Football game. Um, yeah, so I I would take the Giants going forward. Um, let's go to this next game. I'm still taking the Eagles, by the way. I still I still kind of like the Eagles. Sorry to say. Okay, that's no, that's fine. I think I mean Jesus Christ, we we just said Daniel Jones, so who in the fuck knows what's gonna happen? Yeah. Next game, Dolphins beat the lifeless Chargers uh, 29-21. <laughs> Fire the frog. Fire Anthony Lynn. He is awful. Every second that goes by that he is the head coach, you are hurting Justin Herbert and taking minutes off my life. Um, it is a crime that he has a position in the NFL Football League. Um, he should be arrested for the play calling and timeout usage. And also the main reason he should be arrested was the narrative he tried to pull last year of how, oh, no, it's all on Philip Rivers. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll put my hand up. <laughs> Phil was not great last year, but you're a stupid frog. And liter- I honestly, to God, think that Andrew, Josh, I, and like Christo and Kyle could coach, a, like would be better coaches for the Chargers, because Anthony Lynn does not do the play calling on offense or defensive side of the ball. The motherfucker is a running backs coach, which is not only the most irrelevant position in the league. Ribbit. He's also terrible at dealing with running backs because he was the running back whisperer or whatever. And then last year, Melvin Gordon sat out fucking all year. I just, Ribbit. I just don't understand why God is doing this to me. I don't understand how this man has a job. A role in the world. I hate him passionately. Andrew. I just don't know how many times you can call like an HP dive up the middle. <laughs> You're like, holy in the, fuck. In just in the second quarter, I bet it was 14 times. Is that the only play and he does call? Is the HP dive? It's that left or right, and that's about all they have. <laughs> they don't have a rollout or anything. When they finally did a rollout, Justin Herbert. Just scored. Or he did a QB sneak. Whatever it was, you have Justin Herbert who can score and do these things now. And it's just so stupid that you just run it. HB dive. HB dive with third and four string running backs. Because Austin Eckler's not even in. And then you have a guy who's been throwing three or four touchdown passes a game. And you're not using Mike Williams or Keenan Allen. And you're down 14 points in the second quarter and you think you're winning and you're running out the clock. Swallow a stupid frog. Fuck you. Frog music. Josh... Yeah, I mean, you guys probably said it better than I could, but you know, you got to use Herbert. Um, he's he's a fucking stud, clearly. Um, and maybe you know, you let him air it out the whole game. It's there you know. to lose. Yeah, he right? just has his job. 
I mean, the only thing is it's maybe... It's just his job on the It's line. a crime that this man is employed. <laughs> Tanking for draft picks? I mean, I... Fuck, I don't I know. I will... God, the Chargers pay suck. his contract single-handedly. Start a GoFundMe. I'll, par- I'll pay out of my own pocket. <laughs> Anthony Lynn should have to pay the Chargers. For... Yeah, we should get a refund. Honestly, it's... I hate him. Okay, uh, Tua looks good. Um... As the Dolphins are rolling, I mean, we've talked about that a lot. The Dolphins just keep looking good. We trust Brian Flores at defense. Keep putting money, too. Yeah. So. Um, quick little thing. Keenan Allen, number two all-time for receptions for the Chargers behind Antonio Gates. Shout-out to Keenan Allen um, for putting up with all this bullshit. Um, so we talked about this, I guess, a little earlier, but let's recap. The Dolphins beat the Chargers. Bills lose the Cardinals. Who wins the AFC West? Or West? East. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I still think the Bills and the Stallion will win the uh, AFC East. Uh, Andrew. <sighs> um. Well, my power ring. I'm taking the Dolphins to win the AFC East. Okay. Josh. It's only a half game now. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Bills, but the long shot's still the Dolphins. I know I said earlier it was my hot take that the Dolphins are gonna win, but it's still, I think, still kind of a pipe dream, but. Yeah, the Bills just look better overall. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. if they can split the series, et cetera, et cetera, do- dominoes fall into place. It's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, okay, let's go to the next game. Uh, the Lions, they beat the Washington football team in our Charmin Ultra Toilet Bowl game of the week. Uh, Lions 30, football team 27. Stafford 276 yards in the air, three touchdowns. Uh, miraculous uh not miraculous, just great closing drive to kick the field goal. Chase Young of the Redskins, rookie number two pick in the draft, right? Yeah. Um, literally single-handedly uh, cost that game, or at least stopped it from going to overtime with his dumb late hit that just changed everything. Um, st- I mean, yeah, Stafford looked good. Uh, Swift, uh, is it DeAndre Swift, the running yep. back from Georgia for the Lions? He's good. His stats weren't that crazy today, but the dude's just really fast. He's really good. Um, I just would like to also take this time to congratulate really good friend of the program, um, really good friend of mine just personally, Stephen Young and his Lions for winning against his arch rival, really in the history of the world, Josh Bilker. Um, congratulations to you, Stephen. This loss, Josh is now claiming that he's a Dolphins fan, not a football team <laughs> fan. That is how much you have broke him. So, so far in the season series of Josh versus Steven, you got to favor Steven going forward. Josh, any response to that? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I still got the spread. So, I got the line at plus four and a half covered. So, so I you mean, just have completely abandoned He has <laughs> completely abandoned this football team, Andrew. No, 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 no. I think you know, they're actually they're in very Where's the perseverance, Josh? Here's here's the thing. Yeah, though. wait, wait Daddy, you like, Rivera, you like you know? Ron Rivera, Alex Smith. They show perseverance. What the <laughs> fuck is this? Steven is just walking all over you. He's dog walking you. I still think this is a win to me. They cover the spread and they get a better pick it's in the a draft. Lo- that's mindset. that's a win-win to me, honestly. Win-win, you just lost to your rival. And you, Alex you, Smith had 390 yards, by the no way. no touchdowns. No, no touchdowns, touchdowns, but 390 <laughs> yards. Steven, you broke him. Talk about a story, though. I love love this dude. You can't you can't hate Alex Smith and, at all. I mean, you just can't show a shred of the perseverance that he showed in believing in this Washington <laughs> football team. I still have love for them. It's just, you know, I'm realistic about my love. You know, sometimes I got to give them tough love. 
Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, let's go look at uh, take a look at Monday Night Football. We got the Vikings and the Bears tomorrow. Congrats, Stephen, though, for real. Yeah, big for Stephen. Um, we're gonna cap in on our best bets off the weekend. Give us give our records for the weekend and our overall records, and then um, I'm gonna be giving out a best bet for tomorrow night. Um, I don't know if these boys are, but we'll see. I'll start. Uh, so I went five, three, and two this weekend. Bringing me to 44, 42, and 4 on this season. Um, back over 500. Feeling good. Fuck you, Nick Chubb. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings minus 3 tomorrow. Because um, I love Dalvin Cook. And I think that the Vikings are starting to figure stuff out a little. And might just get in this weird-ass NFC. They might all of a sudden be like, oh, the Vikings, if they win a couple games, could be in the playoffs. We'll see. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings minus three as a best bet. But the Bears money line you can get at plus 160. Over under is at 43 and a half. Big Doug, any plays on this for you? And give us uh, your record. Yeah, 34-19. 5-1 this week. You Hot. And I love it, B-Rob. Vikings minus three tomorrow. Bears Let's do it. score three points. Yeah, I mean, is uh, how much of that? We're just and like, Vikings Dalvin have been kind of good the past yeah, two Dalvin weeks. Cook or it's Dalvin Cook. It's Dalvin Cook, but... Yeah, they're frisky. Kind of good. A little frisky. Uh, Josh, what do you got? Yeah, so I'm, um, let's see, 26, tw- <laughs> yeah, 26, 27, and 3 on the year. Um, even though the Cardinals won, they actually fucked me over that line by, I forgot to mention this earlier, they, oh, yeah. they kneeled at the PAT, which fucked Cliff sucked. Kingsbury, you yeah. want to say? Yeah, yeah, that was... Um, <laughs> Fuck Cliff Kingsbury, honestly. Like it's it's a it's like a gentleman move, I guess, right? To do something like that, right? Where you I appreciate it. Yeah, so I so these boys covered on their plus two and a half. It's genius. He didn't want to get the block field goal, then thirty genius, Cliff. Yeah, yeah, they didn't even want to risk the, the two point conversion. So soft. That was yeah. genius today. The world is soft. It, it's Fuck it you, sucks. Nick Chubb. It really sucks because, yeah, obviously that would have won me the bet. So many points left up today. Fuck Nick So Chubb. many missed overs. Um, Josh, yeah. What are you taking a play on this tomorrow? <sighs> I'm, I'm kind of leaning Bears, but I kind of want to – I'm just going to stay away. I don't trust either of these teams. I mm-hmm. just think the Bears are going to be – able to do something defensively to stop this this Vikings this kind of streaking Vikings team and hopefully just Allen Robinson just goes nuts but that's that's my take Vikings probably smarter play though yep um I am going Vikings minus three so is big dog um we are going to wrap up NFL right now but stay tuned because there's a fuck ton of NBA trade rumors and gossips right now isn't there Josh oh yeah yeah it's funny we got superstar names potentially joining superstars. A lot of unhappy people. A weird off-season draft in like what three Wednesday. days? Yeah, Wednesday. Sneaking up on us. Seasons almost around the corner, almost a month away. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Big Dog and Josh, pleasure as always. We'll be right back. I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. <laughs> Ribbit. I've been waiting all day for Sunday night.
Welcome back to the Pineapple Couch, uh, episode 59. We just did NFL Week 10 review, and now I'm back with Josh and Big Dog, and we'll be talking a little NBA offseason, some trade rumors, free agency, and draft. Josh, um, take it away, my friend. Yeah, all right, so first we're going to break down some big trades, because there's already been a shit ton of rumors thrown out here uh, within the past week or so, and by the time on this episode even comes out, or you even listen to this, some of these trades are probably going to be happened, gone, passed, whatever, but with the draft Wednesday, things are heating up fast, uh, I believe the trade moratorium, I think they call it, is opening soon, I think it opens like... I think it opens tomorrow. I could be wrong. I thought it was 48 hours before yeah, I think you're right. the draft. Um, tomorrow, like 9? Yeah, and uh, I imagine a lot of trades, though, are probably going to wait until the draft, um, but we'll see. Draft night trades are going to be very likely with a lot of teams that want to move up or down because this is consensusly... I don't think that's a word, but it's, it's just a no one knows what the fuck's going to go on in this draft. Exactly. It's, it's one of the worst draft classes probably since, you know, 2000 early early the Anthony 2000s. Bennett maybe draft class yeah that was also a pretty bad draft um probably around there just yeah. the variance in what people are ranking yeah. um various players at on their big boards the different teams yeah, nobody really knows top shoot. three at all no still. one knows what the Warriors are gonna do nope. we'll get into that yeah but let's get into these trade rumors um sure. the biggest one is James Harden yeah, that's and that's picked up a shit ton of traction as well today. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Brooklyn Nets being the front contender for that, and you might be asking yourself, how the fuck can the Nets pull this off? They're, like, there's no fucking way. They already have Kyrie and Katie, right? Mm-hmm. They literally have to. I I went through the trade machine today, mm-hmm. picked out everyone that they would have to trade, and it's like a six to one trade, maybe a six to two trade, something along mm-hmm. the lines. But along the lines, some kind of deal with, I'm sure, whatever amount of first-round picks are so worth it. what it would be for Harden would be like Levert, Dimwitty, maybe Jared Allen, maybe DeAndre Jordan. Um, Easily. Some first-round picks. And then Jared Temple's making Maybe you sign and trade Joe Harris to another team or something like that. They would nef- definitely need to clear out all that space, correct? Yeah, and uh, it's hard to say, too, because on top of that, you know, the— Rockets are right against the cap too, so they can't mm-hmm. really take on any excess salary either, since they have Russell Westbrook and James Harden at the supermax. Yeah. Which is- well, I would say, uh, and let me know if you agree with this: if they get rid of Harden, Westbrook's gone. Oh, absolutely. There's I could see no- a world where they get rid of Westbrook and Harden stays or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if if Harden's gone, Westbrook's gone, right? Absolutely. Um, However, so these these are just rumors, though, and apparently the Rockets have made it known. Um, maybe this is just a um, a play to try to up Harden's value more, but they've pretty much said that they're probably planning on staying content with Harden and mm-hmm. running it back in some degree and with a retooled fashion. Yeah, but what we learn about the NBA is that that the, the players the players for some reason just can just yeah. say, "Hey, I want to leave." Listen, you fired the head coach, you fired the general manager. I mean, I guess they I think they new owner like a ways. year or two ago. New owner a couple years ago for Tata, I think his name is, and uh yeah. he uh he's actually been weirdly trying to budget this team, which is really weird for a title contending team that's Yeah, you know, right well, I there. think what he's trying to do is cuz the Rockets have just been one of those teams that have just always been up against the cap and trying yeah. to like I don't know, figure out ways to eclipse a team like the Warriors or I guess like the Lakers and Clippers this year, but they're up against the cap. So maybe they're just thinking, hey, we need to restart this. Daryl Morey tried his thing. It didn't work. Yeah. Um, my question to you, because <clears throat> we don't need to go too deep into like how the trades <laughs> would work, would be 
do you think that the Nets with Harden, Kyrie, and Durant, I mean, I think that would make them favorites in the East, definitely. Yeah. But how how does that work? I mean, maybe it's like Kyrie insurance in a weird way because Kyrie's so injury prone. But, I mean, when they're all on the floor – it's a different thing when you're like, oh, well, how are you going to have the ball with Clay, Steph, and Durant? Well, it's like, well, Clay and Steph can play off the ball constantly. Harden and Kyrie and KD, those are ball. KD's the needs to be, KD needs the ball the least, but he should have the ball the most. So I would say I'd quell quell these fears because I think the same things was coming out last year with the Rockets with Russell Westbrook and Harden and I think that's even more of an extreme than what this would be uh, in this net situation and the Rockets situation was was honestly fine they made it work they I just think it's different though because the Nets have KD yeah KD can win you a title like it's just like I don't know you know you what I mean? the Nets are better than the Bucks right now Currently, yeah. If they have KD healthy, yes. Yeah, if it it just kind of depends on what we see from Kyrie and KD. Uh, it doesn't matter about Kyrie. Then. If Kevin Durant yeah. is healthy, firing off, they're the best team in these. Who's also, second best team? Um, Bucks and then Heat. It depends. If the Celtics can pull off like a Drew Holiday, Miles Turner trade, maybe they eclipse the Bucks at two. And then you have uh, Bucks and Heat at three. I think the Bucks need to get make some moves. We'll talk to that. Talk about that in a bit. But um, so you seem Josh to be. You think that the Harden situation oh, could work? Yeah, I, I think talent overwhelms. <laughs> yeah, at, at I, a certain point. I mean, what I when I say I don't think it would work that great, it's like I definitely think that team could make like the finals. But it's just a weird. I don't know. Harden would definitely need to change his play play style. Like he, that usage rate that he has is not going to be the same in Brooklyn. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, what is interesting with Harden going to Brooklyn is that if that were to happen. I mean, they're installing the Mike D'Antoni, Steve Nash. Like, Steve Nash, the head coach. Mike D'Antoni, his former head coach, is the assistant. It's the whole seven seconds seconds or less, which was what the Rockets were basically built on. And it'd be funny if Harden just ends up going right back there. Um yeah, so I, I that's uh let's go. What else do we got in terms? Well, also, last last little concern though yeah. is that of course the role players are gone. Also in this deal too. I mean, you still make this trade if you can. If it's on the table at all, you make this trade. The Nets need to. Um, you need to capitalize on this window. Durant's still like thirty one, thirty two. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, he's he's entering in near the end of his career. He's still obviously the top three player when healthy, but um. Yeah, you, you make this deal regardless and then just figure it out as you go with like yep. Lakers did last year. But, yeah, I mean, you would lose all your depth in this deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, there was a trade that basically is done but hasn't been it hasn't it's not official yet. Schroeder to uh, the Lakers for Danny Green and the 28th overall pick in the draft. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so this trade isn't going to be completed yet. I imagine it'll be a draft day thing, or whatever. Maybe they'll have to wait until they sign um, whoever they do take at twenty eight. Who I imagine is going to be like a a shadow Thunder pick who is yeah, taking Thunder that will pick. Take that pick. Yeah, uh, regardless, it's going to be the Thunder's whoever the Thunder like at twenty eight. Um, I think this is a good deal. Obviously, um, the only thing that seems a little weird to me is that they're might have been a better market for Schroeder and also maybe what the Lakers could have gotten for this package potentially. Because you look around the league, there's there's some other guys that could be gotten. Yeah, getting rid of the Danny Green contract. So you're like, oh, well, I mean, Danny Green sucks. That's great. 
you gotta like you don't just look at Danny Green as like his value on the court. You gotta look at the number on yeah. his contract, absolutely, and what they can match that up with. And Danny Green, I think, makes about fifteen mil a year, so that contract is useful. Theoretically, there were some rumors you'd package Danny Green with Kuzma or something, and because of the salary of Danny Green, you could get a better player. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think Schroeder is a good fit. Um, it's another ball handler. So I mean, this Londo, this kills the Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. So that was that's the thing though. So I yeah I, I I think absolutely. I don't know how you would take on another point guard, another huge salary. Um, I can talk about that in a little bit though about how they can mm-hmm. finagle a little bit with the Anthony Davis expiring because they have the bird rights on them, so they can actually mm-hmm. go over whatever cap they do push up against with um, whatever trade they make. But, yeah, I'd say Chris Paul's probably out of the question. Uh, yeah, Westbrook is probably for sure out of the question. DeRozan was picking up major steam, actually. Uh, that could still, I guess, technically happen. I, they would have to throw in Kuzma because apparently I think the Spurs like Kuzma for some reason. Yeah, seems but there's weird. also another salary probably. I mean, maybe it's like a sign-and-trade with KCP. That would have to be, something I like think, that. the only thing. But I don't know if KCP's on bored with that because if I mean, he declined his player option kcp those in clutch sports and lebron's in charge of clutch sports and it's all <laughs> fucking like scheme that's yeah. rigged because lebron's but a douche the last name i'd Fuck say LeBron. though that i think they might have fucked up on is i really thought this was the dark horse victor oladipo team was the lakers Ooh. and i think if you could have had victor oladipo i defense but yeah really. that's i mean that's the thing is i think a similar package could probably be i mean oladipo's value is probably not ridiculously high I would have imagined they'd be on the same level as Schroeder, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you think right? Much higher Danny, upside. Yeah, exactly. Green, Kuzma, and twenty eight could have maybe gotten Oladipo or Drew Holiday. And do you like either of those players better than Schroeder? Um, well, it's weird because I think what the Lakers were looking for primarily with this thing is like, so do I think Schroeder or Holiday is better or Oladipo? Like, I think. Holiday's probably the best of the three. Oladipo's probably two. Schroeder's three. But I don't necessarily think... I mean, Victor Oladipo a little bit, but injury concerns. When you get Drew Holiday, he's not going to lead your offense necessarily. And that's no. what the Lakers are looking for. They're looking... They don't want to have to depend on old, old Rondo, even though Rondo played out in the playoffs. Schroeder is a guy, when LeBron James is not on the floor, who can run the offense and get buckets. And that's what they're looking for. And I think Schroeder fills that role, even though he's not as good as those other two players better than those two players um yeah i'd have to agree i mean it's it's not chris paul which probably would in the best case scenario but i mean still cap wise though cap wise and how many years do you really i know we said this last year with chris paul but like how many years do you have of chris Mm -hmm. paul really considering he's 35 36 maybe i think now yeah it's yeah it's i mean that's unfortunately probably a time bomb for chris paul potentially Mm -hmm. Um, so what what other trade rumors do we got going on? We got Westbrook. We should talk about. Let's talk about Chris Paul. Let's talk Chris Paul. Yeah, there's actually surprisingly, this is I'd say probably the biggest market trade wise is Chris Paul. Weirdly, everyone mm. wants Chris Paul. Knicks. Who else? Suns are the leading okay. uh, offer currently. They they're actually the only team that um, I don't know. I think Woj reported that has like that would legit, be really fun. I, I agree, and they and I have that down in my notes that it would be a huge upgrade to Rubio. Is that like an Ubre package? Yeah, yeah, it would it would be an Ubre package, um, and probably I forgot. Let me let me look up who I exactly have down for that. But Ubre is the major piece that would be moved. Mm-hmm. Maybe you might have to throw in. I think they have pick eleven. Am I right? Yeah, pick ten. 
Uh, maybe you throw in Mikel Bridges as well because yeah. he's a young guy. That's what the Thunder probably want. Um, and I think you kind of make that deal because we saw how well Booker played with yeah, Rubio. That would be a very week. exciting team to watch with and Chris Paul on that team. Like I said, if they put in pick 10, I mean, no one can beat that offer for Chris Paul. I, there's no way. And yeah. I mean, and it's a it's a very weak draft class. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the Suns Chris Paul trade. Also, there was um I think the Ringer reported or or uh, said analysis Kevin O'Connor said that it could potentially change the culture in Phoenix as well, who have been uh, kind of shat on around the league by players yeah. who don't want to play there and hate the owner and just feel like they're wasting Robert time. Sarver. Yeah. yeah. And Okay, so going off this Chris Paul stuff so I like the fit in Phoenix a lot, but something I was thinking about that would be kind of cool. So when Chris Paul left the Clippers, you're a Clippers fan, he was not getting along with Doc Rivers. It was not getting along with Blake Griffin, not getting along. I don't know about him and DJ. I'm not really sure. Um, I think DJ gets along with everybody. Yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah. But um, it's hard to imagine not getting along with Blake Griffin, though. <laughs> um, all those guys are gone. And there's a lot of trade rumors right now for Westbrook to go to um, the Clippers for them yeah. to get like a ball handler because that's what they really needed in the playoffs. Weirdly, you know what's a way better fit is Chris Paul. And Chris Paul coming back to the Clippers maybe to help him get that title to beat the Lakers. I hate Chris Paul, but that's the story. So um, to your point, Kawhi actually reached out to Chris Paul last week to see what his interests are. Because that's the other thing, too. That's It's it's a much different situation than it was last year with Chris Paul uh, getting traded to uh, Thunder last year where they actually – he was a negative asset. Mm-hmm. They, they got like three first-round picks and Russell Westbrook. And I mean, I it's crazy to think Russell Westbrook was valued higher than Chris Paul. Yeah, that's honestly, insane. This right? is stupid. And that's where we were last year. So I imagine the Thunder are probably going to work with Chris Paul because he has some goodwill with the organization now for one year. That's mm-hmm. the Chris Paul effect. He's the president of the Player Association. Um, led this team to uh, the fifth seed or four seed. I, was it four seed or five seed? Still never been to the conference finals. Still never been right? to the conference. Well, healthy never then because he was with the rockets oh yeah and they made the conference finals and, and they lost and he did get hurt he didn't play that game seven that was you know what I, whenever i think about chris paul i think about how mad he is and probably how much he <laughs> hates steph curry because remember when it was like oh my god chris paul is the point guard of this generation and then steph curry was like lol and just <laughs> fucked him remember that uh ankle breaker steph had on the baseline against chris paul yeah that was, chris that paul was lost bad. his soul and could yeah. never do anything again and how the warriors beat him like 15 times in a row to be fair, the Clippers were the most competitive team against the Warriors. That's not that true. Way. They never beat them. They beat them a couple times. No, no. When that started, the, the Clippers right. literally never beat the Warriors. I'll look up the stat later, but I, I don't want to right you now. You delusional. <laughs> you don't you don't wanna you don't wanna look up that stat. All right, fair enough. Okay. Um, um but let- yeah, the other teams interested are still I have the Lakers down. I think again the Schroeder trade probably eliminates them from that. Um the Bucks. I have down here. Um, All right, let's get into this. You want to do the Bucks? Trade yeah, talk and, now? we got Big Dog here, our resident Bucks fan. Big Dog, get up to that mic. Um, Josh. Um, so we're gonna. What we're gonna do right now is, Big Dog ex- is experiencing a lot of emotions with how the Bucks season ended. Loves Giannis. <laughs> doesn't. I don't know if he believes in his coach. Definitely doesn't believe in Eric Bledsoe. I mean, he knows I don't believe in Chris Middleton. They signed Brooke Lopez. That was tough. But they're at a point where they need to secure Giannis for the future. So Josh and I, we went out of our way. We actually got Andrew hired as the general manager of the Milwaukee Bucks. Good gig. Good gig. Congratulations on your new role, Andrew. Appreciate as it. the general manager of the Milwaukee Bucks, 
We want to know what you want to do to this franchise moving forward and how we can best cure Giannis for the future and bring some championships to Milwaukee. So, I have previously previously said like a couple weeks or a month ago that I want Chris Paul. So I'm going to trade for Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. And if I can't get Chris Paul, I'm going to get a superstar. And I'm going to go in to trade everything, anything you have, money, go over the tax, because you have to keep Giannis, because this is the only time the Bucks will be relevant for basketball. And once Giannis is gone, nobody's going to care. You're not going to make money, so just go over the luxury tax, whatever you have to do. Okay. Well, now you have that power to do that, so that, that's I'm good to hear. I'm going to do that. As new I'm George Steinbrenner. Now. Josh is uh, your... Uh, uh, your comms guy. He's what are, kind of, Josh is your assistant. assistant GM. Yeah, so Josh is your assistant Chris GM. Chris Paul. Yeah. Give me. I need a superstar. I'm the owner superstar. of the team. I need the owner of the team. That's not true. You get exactly. No, I am. I bought the team, and now that's how do you think you got this yeah, GM no, job? I was gonna say that. The pineapple couch has been pulling big listeners. Money's just rolling in. I bought the bucks. Yeah, Phil that's, donated a Jesus. lot of money. You thought they just hired you? I hired you. It's a notable Doug. fan. Yeah, that's true. Josh, as the assistant GM. In my franchise that mm-hmm. Andrew runs. Sure. Um, what are some options for Mr. Dog? Yeah, so obviously, I think first and foremost. And he, me, because I own the team. And, and <laughs> don't listen to me. You got to get rid of Bledsoe. Uh, oh, that's, that's please. Prior, so that, that, is, how, how, that is, look, look <laughs> CP3 or Superstar, package Bledsoe. Ba- Bledsoe has to be in a deal. How can we get rid of him? So that's Who the thing. wants him? Nobody. Is really the thing. Honestly, you're gonna have to look at. Can you somebody's... cut him and like pay half a salary? You could stretch him out, but that yeah, would just fuck you long term. If you think you're gonna keep Giannis, you can't do that. Exactly. So, and that's the money man. Can we just do like a from... forty year deal and he gets paid a million dollars for forty years? <laughs> and that, like that Mets pitcher or whatever. Bobby Bonilla. Yeah. Um, is he on the potentially, Mets? I don't know. The... Outfield. Yeah, he's a. I think that would Mets. violate some kind of player association law. Okay, sure. so realistically, but... <laughs> Josh, give him some scenarios. Like, what can we do here? How can the Bucks go after Chris Paul? Who's stupid enough to want Eric Bledsoe? So that's the thing. So it's not necessarily who's stupid enough to to want him. It's who's who would take him more so. And I think the only teams you have are the rebuilding teams. That's going to be Thunder. I mean, that's why I think Chris Paul is a likely trade candidate because the Thunder would take on that salary. But obviously, that's not the asset they want. They don't want to just waste away Bledsoe's salary, but that's what they're going to have to be doing uh, during the next couple of years. Oh, shit. Day. I just got a phone call. I'm the owner, and so the other owners are calling okay. me. Um, Andrew, no, Mr. GM and Assistant GM Josh, uh, the Rockets called. Russell Westbrook is available. Nope. For Pass. Eric Bledsoe. Okay. A first-round pick this year and next year, and Brooke Lopez. Yes, and then I'm gonna, we're going to flip Westbrook right after that. Well, we're so gonna you got to wait phones. six months, you Mr. Do. GM. Yeah, you can't, you can't do those. should have read the rule book. Yeah, God yeah, so, uh, so what should I say? Like what? I think that's too high. Do you, so you don't want Westbrook. I, I don't Should I tell Westbrook. them no? I think you need you need spacing first and foremost. A ball handler is nice. I, mean, I got the, I got them on the fucking. I don't want Russell hold. Westbrook. No. All right, Russell Westbrook could have won with KD. Giannis right. isn't KD. Russell and Giannis wouldn't win. Okay, I got another phone call. Oh wow! I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> this is a busy day. Uh, everybody to, just wants. We're talking to the Wizards in DC. Um, John Wall. Bradley. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Says he wants to stay here behind the scenes. Though we need, we know we need to move on. Um, we want Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe. 
three first round picks for Bradley Beal. Three, and Bledsoe, even, are we getting off Bledsoe? Bledsoe, Middleton, Beal, Divin, er, yeah. DiVincenzo, and two first-round picks. So I don't even think they have any more first-round picks, but if we do, we'll double-check. Yes. I think, yeah. Absolutely. I'm building, Same deal, John Wall. I no, want Bradley they're getting, they're getting I'd rather second have Bradley Beal. Too, too high. Too high. Okay. We want Bradley Beal. No, you get Eric me, Bledsoe. I, I still think John Wall. I don't know how much better John Wall is than Bledsoe. Honestly, still at this point, just okay. Well, now they're saying that they want to. They don't want Bledsoe because they have John Wall, and they want <laughs> it to be Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, and two first round picks. And then we'd have to move Bledsoe in another. Deal. Yeah. Well, this is impossible. That's that's the job of the Milwaukee Bucks GM. This is the situation. It's, it's the situation. You have to. So ultimately, whatever move you make, tell me how to do my job, Josh. <laughs> Goddamn general manager here. <laughs> yeah, how, you're gonna let the assistant talk to you like that? How no, can you hire a guy who leads around this? a little bit. Who hired Joe, you? <laughs> did you hire him? <laughs> no, you did. Oh, I just fuck. snuck in somehow. You know, I'm just, Keep I'm going. just helping out. Yeah. So I was gonna say, um, you, there is trades out there to make. To, to make. Um, I think, yeah, Beal, long shot. I, I, I can't imagine. Uh, Washington realistically moving. Can they get on James Harden? Probably not. Not with what we have. Um, but maybe. I, I just don't think Harden would want to play here in Milwaukee. So, Josh, what is your best yeah. recommendation for you're the stat, you're the guru. That's why Andrew hired you. Yeah. And I graciously let him hire you. What do we do? How do we get out of this? How do we keep Giannis? You need a ball handler, first and foremost. Um, How do we do that? Trades. Uh, okay, obviously, I, who do we trade for? Or actually, there's there's actually some pretty good free agents though, but you still need to move off some of the books to to get away get off some of these assets, which means you're gonna have. To I will give throw. Eric Bledsoe. Does anyone want Eric Bledsoe? Anyone calling? I'll give him just somebody they can likes just Eric take Bledsoe. Him. I, I get. Okay, I, I actually just got a phone call. Mm. The Pistons are calling. They want to give us Blake Griffin for Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton. Oh, oh, God, no, no. no. Blake Griffin Absolutely has a terrible not. contract, right? Yeah, and on top of that, the fit so with Giannis. So is Eric He does. Yeah, but we're trying not to get rid bad, of it. I'm just saying that I just got that call, so I'll tell them that we're not interested. Absolutely not. Um, I think they Steve. would have to throw in more, actually. I think we, I think I have Middleton. I think we're losing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think Middleton is better than Blake Griffin, so as far as assets to assets go, and I would rather have Middleton still. Beta. Um, <laughs> okay, Andrew. Um We'll, we'll approach this again. There's obviously we need to move some stuff off the books. Let's move on to some other. Josh? The last thing, I think um, if you feel like DeRozan could be better, DeRozan's easily had, it seems. So if you like, if you want to swap Middleton for DeRozan, I don't know how that really helps you. He can't shoot no, threes. He can't shoot. That's kind of that's kind of my point. But you, you need Chris Paul. Chris Paul, Make Drew Holiday happen. are probably, or signing a guy like, Goran Dragic may pull him from the heat, I think, is probably one of your best moves. Superstar. But I think what the, the whole point of this isn't name. to torture Andrew. It's really to show the they're Bucks fucked. are in a weird spot. Like They need to figure this out. And what they're banking on, I think, is that Giannis is going to give them the benefit of the doubt and come back. And for the most part, I kind of agree with that from what I've seen from Giannis. But again, guys, we've seen this over and over again. We don't really know. Here's, here's the one uh, problem I could see, though, is... 
if you can't make things better and you feel like you're losing Giannis at all, you need to get value but for do him. Do the Bucks really feel like they're you losing Giannis right now? I don't know. I, I it's hard to say, but there there clearly needs to be some major um, changes happening because mm-hmm. their their playoff their their performance in the bubbles bubbles in the bubble was terrible. It was it was reckless. It was dismal. Okay, let's move on to some free agents. What's the free agency scene looking like, Josh? Yeah, so I've actually um, ranked the top 10 guys. All right, let's I go like through that, and then we'll look at the NBA draft. Yeah, so obviously, if you exclude guys like Anthony Davis, Brandon yeah. Ingram, who's a restricted guy, Anthony Davis is like, it's a matter of when, you know, he signs to the Lakers. And like I said, there's some timed issues with that where you could potentially wait on Anthony Davis since it's such a for sure thing where you can actually maximize your roster that way. But excluding those guys, we throw those guys out. I have top 10 guys that I like, but the way, the way I ranked them aren't by who's the best player. I just think if you're a championship team or you want to make a big splash, I like this. Yeah. These are these are the players you should go after and for their value as well. I think. Well, cuz like here's an example. This is Russell Westbrook's not a free agent, but Christian Wood is. Yeah. And if you're a championship team, realistically, Christian Wood is more might be more value because exactly. realistically, like, you're not going to be able to move that type of contract with what Russell and Westbrook you give him for that's half. A great point. Yeah. So, so let's let's go through the top 10. That's how who I do you got it. who do you have at one? Fred Van Fleet. I have a number one. And he wants to get paid. He's he's going to ask for the max, and I think the Raptors have to give it to him, unfortunately. What? Oh, shit. What? I just got a fucking phone call. Giannis for... Yeah. What? What? what you, is it, is it, it's a Milwaukee thing. I yeah, well, I'm the owner of the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so, sure, um, Fred Van Fleet. The Raptors are maybe looking to do a sign and trade because they really don't... They have Lowry, and they don't want to hold on to that. No, I'm actually kidding. Fred Van Fleet is the Raptors' point guard of the future now, they've decided. I agree. And Kyle Lowry is available. This is the trade. <clears throat> the listening. Raptors want Chris Middleton. They'll take Eric Bledsoe off your hands. But you need to take a contract off their hands, which um, maybe a... Ah, fuck, when you're looking at like a Norman Powell, someone on their bench who's maybe Those making their, a good amount of money. I think they're valuable, though. Those are like younger yeah. guys. So let's just, like. for, theoretically, would you be willing to move Middleton, Bledsoe, and a couple first, maybe a first round pick for Kyle Lowry? Yes. He's making $33 mil a year. So That's you fine. needed to package Middleton. Well, I'm, I'm, and I'm taking Kyle Lowry. And my I my like take, that. though, is I think we could probably get this deal done without Middleton, honestly. I think you how, could. How can we make that deal happen? I'm not sure exactly how the salary would work, but I imagine... You might need to throw in Brooke Lopez. You would absolutely need to throw in Brooke Lopez. But young, I think uh, centers are pretty easy. However, centers that can stretch the floor are a little bit harder that Brooke Lopez is able to do. And obviously, we've seen that Giannis needs a shooters all around him. Man, Kyle Lowry, I think if, if the Bucs got Kyle Lowry, I'd put them as the, fa- the favorite. Yeah, yeah. Because I, mean, I like trust Kyle Lowry. I do too. And everyone else God, does. that would be a bad... Andrew... I like this. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm so we're gonna yeah, make that's, it happen. That's probably the best. Stay okay. Tuned. So Chris this Paul, is perfect. Kyle we Lowry. wrapped up the Bucks. We're the, the the thing we want is Kyle Lowry at the best, but that's a long shot. But Chris Paul will be good too. So let's go to the second free. Eight. Well, we had Fred Van Fleet. Yeah. We, the Raptors are gonna keep him. He's too good. That's what I think will happen. Um, maybe some team will put a qualifying offer on him that makes the Raptors match it. I think the Raptors will keep him. Josh, who do we gotta have number two? I have Danielle Gallinari 
at number two. Okay. Who I really fucking like. Stayed healthy. Yeah. Um. So the the big thing is he's a he's a four. He's I think six foot ten. I want him. Warriors. Exactly. I I think he's the perfect stretch four in the league. Like he he's, he's gonna get money. That's potentially. I mean, I don't know exactly how much money he's going for, but I imagine it wouldn't be over twenty million though. I think it's probably Depends. between the Danny Green range and the uh uh. Maybe whatever. Uh, I mean, if you're a team like making. Philly, wouldn't you rather have like Danilo Gallinari than Tobias Harris? Absolutely. Especially on that just putrid contract. Good yeah, God. and that's that's the other thing too is uh, th- that's another contract I expect they try to move, but maybe they wait. You have to any see. locations for Gallinari? For Gallinari, I there's not any place that I like about him, and that's the thing though is because he's a contender team. He's, he's a contender team guy, and the Heat really wanted him last year and that's why they yeah, actually, he would be an excellent fit on the bucks exactly they they got Iguodala instead um who i was kind of a disappointment considering like, i thought he i don't know i thought the heat were fine no really. i agree but like i'm i'm just saying that they yeah. the reason why they didn't go all in on gallinari let's say i not necessarily all in but trade you know the bag for him is because he's a free agent and they mm-hmm. feel like they yeah. have well a good i also shot think them getting crowder too is an unmentioned part of that grizzlies deal so who do we got at three after Gallinari. Here's where it gets a little fucky. Um, okay. Christian Wood. I have a three. Okay. Pistons. Uh, free agent. Um, good shooter. Uh, stretch four. Yeah. Um, and it, when Blake Griffin went down, he he actually matched his per 36. What, what teams realistically could we look at trying to get this guy that could afford him? I don't think the Blazers could afford him. Could the Suns afford? Is it a, um, a Miami? Like, what, what do you think is the market for Christian Wood? So I, I imagine... The Pistons are going to have to do everything they can to keep him. He's their lone bright spot to this team, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, I'd love to see him in a better situation, like maybe honestly, like a Celtics situation if they can try Utah. to get him. If they can, Utah would be great. Um, that's the thing is that's why I have all these fours here in the top between Gallinari and Wood, because I think those are some of the most important versatile positions that we have, um, where they're instant. Uh, success i think with mm-hmm. any kind of contending team but wood is like 23 24 i mm-hmm. think young guy that's going to continue to get better he's going to ask for a lot of money considering he hasn't made any yet but again i th- i think the pistons are going to have to do whatever it takes he's unrestricted though the uh the blade or the pistons don't get a chance to to match it but that's the thing is though they're just going to have to overpay probably for wood to keep him but yeah, I mean, I'd love to see him go somewhere else. I'd, Blazers, I guess, would probably be my perfect fit. But they would okay, have to so that's our top up. four, correct? Yeah. Let's go. Like, give me three. five. Three. Top sorry. three. Give me um four, five, six, and seven. Cause in, I mean, in a row. Yeah, we're at a hour, almost hour twenty five. We'll speed it up a little. So sure. Um, I have Harrell here. I uh, I'm pretty low on Harrell, honestly. I still kind of like these other guys, but mm-hmm. I think you still have to. Give Harold his due type thing. He mm-hmm. still has not gotten the bag, but he's still very valuable. But I, I just don't want any part with him, and he's going to probably want damn near $27 million. He's going to get a lot of money, and it'll be a bad contract. It will be. Who Absolutely. do we got next? Dragic at oh, five. Oh, I think he's one. You think he's one over Van Fleet? Yeah. I still like or Actually, I think it's a top. I, I would go Dragic. Van Fleet's younger, but if you're a – I mean, Dragic is so damn good. He is. Uh, he's coming off a somewhat serious he's, foot injury. Though, yeah, but so. him. he's the type of guy, I know the Lakers with Schroeder, they kind of take him out, but you add Drogic to the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks. I yeah. Mean, even a team like fucking Philadelphia. 
that doesn't have a point guard. I mean, it's a game changer the way that guy can control the floor. Um, I'm I'm really high on Drogic. The only reason why is he's 35, coming off another injury, and it's just it's going to be hard to, you know, pay him what he would want. I imagine. Mm-hmm. And again, I I don't know if the Heat are willing to let him go either, because I I think he likes being part of them. Then vice yeah, versa. it seems like he really fits in there. Yeah. So next, who got next? Yeah, Jordan Clarkson. Ugh. Here's the thing, though, is he's a shot creator for any team he plays for. He, yeah, he just can't play defense. He's instant offense, though. He could be the Lou Will successor for any team that wants that kind of role is the thing. That's what I see him as. Mm-hmm. He's a bucket getter. Yeah, that, that, that has value. You're right. And um, that's that's why I think he's this high is because he was instant success for, for the Jazz. Mm-hmm. He turned their season around, arguably. I think. Yeah, and you need the especially like what you get into the playoffs, you need scoring. It's all about like mm-hmm. putting – obviously, Absolutely. you need – points to win and that's a fact <laughs> uh, go, who we got who are the next couple so this is actually I think this is my sneaky favorite guy actually is Serge Ibaka I fucking love Serge Ibaka I really do I think ideally he depends on the price that is the other thing too he'll he'll probably again want about 20 million potentially especially because it's a weak free so agent he's opting out of that like 16 mil or whatever I think so yeah Damn. he's turning 31 or if he's not I think he's already mm-hmm. 31 um, he really stretched out his game I guess but I still think he's he's quietly been really good for Toronto mm-hmm. um since he's he's gotten there uh great defender great big to guard the paint really good shooter uh, as you mentioned before too I could see him as like a Brook Lopez role if if they could somehow Get Serge Ibaka instead of Brook Lopez mm-hmm. there, be pretty much not even. You probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Mm, definitely. Who do we got next? Um. Then next, I have Rondo. Actually, is another guy that I really mm-hmm. like because I think he has an immediate impact for any playoff team. He's uh, the Lakers really liked him. He's a good locker room guy, and I ball handle primary ball handler is what like the teams like Clippers need. Even the Blazers could probably use another one when Dame and CJ are off the bench. Ronda's a great guy, and, he, and again, he's well respected around the league, and he's gets people going. Just high I, basketball IQ, instant instant success. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, who are your last couple people, and then we'll look at the top three picks of the NBA draft and then wrap up. Paul Millsap is who I have here at nine. Mm-hmm. I don't have much to say about him. Uh, he's just an old veteran. He's making $30 million a year, though, for Denver. Jesus, so, way too much. Ridiculous, ridiculous, considering he was like the seventh guy off the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, veteran veteran guy, good people like him. Uh, he's a good defender, just has a lot of knowledge about the game. Uh, last guy, I have Carmelo here. I couldn't resist. No, I like that. Yeah, he's – the thing is, though, I don't know what the market is going to be on Carmelo because he really shouldn't be asking for too much considering he's already made, I feel like, all the money he's going to make type thing. So I hope he signs for another minimum contract because that's how he's going to be the most effective is just on like a you know, three mil max type thing. And maybe even he takes like a hometown discount for the Blazers for taking a chance on him considering yeah. how – it seems like he liked the culture there, playing with Dame, CJ. Yeah, and they were the only team to sign him. On top True. of that, they no one, everyone else said he was washed, and he was a playoff uh, performer for them. He yeah, was, he was, was good. better than expected, definitely. Okay, I like that free agency segment. Well, we're gonna follow up on this, obviously, probably on the Thursday pod. Yeah, once see, more once deals the draft is done, we see some of that stuff. Needs fill out. That's that's the biggest thing too. Is people are gonna draft based on need, especially in this weaker draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna see what people need more. Yeah, and then so just quickly touching on the NBA draft because there's really like it's so up and down. 
that there's not much that we can really predict or give you nuggets on because we have not been watching hours and hours of high school footage or the brief NCAA seasons that some of these guys had. And a lot of the top picks really didn't play in college last year when you look at LaMelo Ball, you look at James Wiseman. Um, I would just like to say that um, as a betting man, I would bet that it goes LaMelo Ball, James Wiseman, uh, um, Edwards, Anthony Edwards. I think that will be the one, two, three. I don't. As of right now, I mean the Warriors. They're so it's hard to tell what they want to do because they're kind of so secretive about stuff and kind of smart about tricking stuff. But I think they go Wiseman unless there's a trade that we just know nothing about. Yeah. So one of the biggest rumors, though, by the way, is they value next year's Timberwolves pick that they have. It's a top two yeah. protected pick, higher than they value this number two pick that is you know tangible that you actually have it value here. And the where's that a mind game? It might be a mind, and that's the biggest thing too. Is that's all this rumors and shit. A lot of it's smoke and mirrors. We don't really know what's real and what isn't. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I still think Lamelo at number one is still one of those mind games. I think it's smoke. I, yeah. I, well, that's just a, not a good um, defensive team there in Minnesota. However, if their goal is ratings, that like I a guess team of, a, a total offensive mind. It's just like a diva team. Yeah. soft team in my opinion um i 100 percent agree i would not draft lamella ball but i also don't think i would draft wiseman or, or i mean edwards i'd probably go wiseman but i don't think he's number one talent and they have towns so it's yeah. tough so maybe they they trade out of it um obviously. if they can trading down would probably be the best metric but i i don't i don't love it either though. yeah Okay, well, that'll wrap up the NBA draft in episode 59. If something crazy happens, like if we wake up or if it, like in a day or two from now and Harden gets traded, yeah, Josh and I will hop on an emergency pod and we'll bring it out to you. But if something doesn't crazy happen, we'll have a full – we'll dive back into the NBA again on Thursday after we do our NFL preview. Josh, anything you got to say before we wrap it up? Yeah, um, there was also a lot of weird amount of um, content about – Aldridge going to the Warriors that they were interested in. No, God, Marcus no. Aldridge. I well, don't want him. So, I mean, I don't Vito. know. I imagine the value is they, the Warriors probably wouldn't be giving up much. But uh, I mean, God, that would be terrible. I don't I want agree. him. He's a dinosaur. I, I like Wiseman, too, by the way, to the yeah. Warriors. I think that's the best. Way. I think that's they, the They move. don't have a center. And, you know, Draymond Green still probably has something left in the tank. Or mentoring Wiseman defensively at the yeah. very least. I think that'd be a good fit. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Big Dog, Josh. Always a pleasure talking to both of you. Enjoyed gambling this weekend with you. Um, again, thank you everyone so much to li- for listening. This has been the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob, episode 59. If you like what you're hearing, you can like and subscribe. Uh, if you leave a five-star review with the question, we'll answer it on the pod. Um, love you all. God bless. Um, and looking forward to NFL Week 11 um, on Thursday. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you then. Thank you.